0: Welcome to a special episode of Third Angle, where the latest generation of female racers set their sights on Formula One. I'm your host, Paul Hames, from industrial software company PTC. In this podcast, we share the moments where digital transforms physical and we meet the brilliant minds behind some of the most innovative products around the world, each powered by PTC technology. Two years before most people can even attempt to get their car license, Formula 1 drivers in the making are already taking to the track to race in some of the world's fastest cars. At just 15 years old, training begins in the Formula 4 division. And for the young aspiring female drivers flying up the ranks, something exciting is coming this year. F1 Academy, an all-female driver category. While there are no women competing in F1 right now, this Academy is set to change everything. And in this special episode of the podcast, I'm excited to introduce you to championship favorite and woman to watch, 19-year-old Abby Pulling. Abby's racing for Rodan Carlin, and we'll meet her in a bit. But first, we're going to hear from Kenny Kerwin, Rodan Carlin's F1 Academy Team Manager. Rodan Carlin has used PTC's computer-aided design software, Creo, for many years now to develop the race cars and give the drivers the tools to win. So I was eager to get down to meet the team in person. Plus, with my background and love of motorsport, I really couldn't pass up a trip to Silverstone, the home of British motorsport, even if it was snowing. Kenny starts by taking us into Rodan Carlin's garage in the pit lane. Hi, my name is Kenny
1: Kerwin and I am the F1 Academy Team Manager for Rodan Carlin in 2023. We're here at Snowy Silverstone. Let me take you inside our garage the heritage pit lane in silverstone which is where um, all of the cars are based during private testing we have uh, three garages here so it's quite spacious for three cars so the cars are laid out much like a formula one team would have its cars uh facing the garage doors behind us here we also have an engineering area and this is where the drivers and engineers will will tend to debrief during the runs okay they will quickly look at onboard video footage and data which has been generated internally.
0: Yeah, and we uh, also have a lot of wet weather tyres here today. We, we I do see indeed. More, perhaps more wets than slicks. More so, wets than
1: slicks and not, yeah, not many snow tyres unfortunately. <laughs> and yeah, we also have plenty of unused fuel at the minute. Yes. So uh, we're doing our part for the environment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. F1 Academy is a new, format which is designed to help encourage and support female drivers uh, who ordinarily would struggle to find a position within within motorsports. The drivers have a varying background some of them have experience and many of them it's envisaged will will step up from a karting background and use the F1 Academy for then launch pad their career moving forwards, hopefully into either other variations of, of F4, but particularly I think the uh, belief that the, the ultimate aim is to move into FIA Formula 3, then progressing into FIA Formula 2 with the ultimate goal of a female driver hitting the, uh, the highest echelons of our, of our sport. The championship is based on uh, seven rounds with at least 15 testing days attached as part of the format. And, and testing really is, is, is key, which is why we are here today at Silverstone in preparation for this. Some of the venues are really high-end, so uh, although we won't be coming to Silverstone, which unfortunately for a British team like Rodent Carling is, is, is unfortunate, but uh, we will get to go to places like uh, icons like Monza, Zandvoort, Barcelona, I think the highlight for everybody will be uh, Austin in Texas as part of the Formula One package itself. Yeah. So we're really looking forward to
0: uh, to racing this year. Kenny, can you tell me a little bit about the car that the girls are going to be driving this year?
1: Yeah, sure. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll head over. So the car is based on a Tatis FIA F4 platform, so we, we share many of the common components. Yeah. So the car will have a 1.4 turbocharged Arbarth power unit supplied by Auto-Technica in Italy. The gearbox is French, so we're quite European, Uh, 6 speed sequential, Sadev gearbox. The chassis itself is Tatus, Mm -hmm. uh, which also originates from uh, Italy. The car itself generates 160 brake horsepower with a top speed of 240 kilometers an hour. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that the weight of the car is uh, roughly around about 600 kilograms. Yeah. So approximately a third of the weight of a of a high performing sports car. Yeah. So we have a lot of a lot of torque, and yeah, the, the car is it it, it has uh, front and rear wings. Yep. Much like a regular Formula One or Formula car mm. with the latest safety specifications. So it also comes with the halo. Yep. The survival cell, which is the the headrest, and the uh, carbon fiber monocoque. Everything is FIA crash tested. Yep. It's really as a car. It's a very high level entry.
0: Can we maybe just fire it up and see what it sounds like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just going to plug in the jump battery here. Crank for some oil pressure because uh, although it's a road car engine, it's been modified. Yeah. So it does uh, have a dry sump system, so we will pump oil around the engine. Yep. And then we will uh, make some noise. Okay. Over
0: to you. The car is the same for all the drivers, so it really puts the emphasis on the skill of the driver, but also the team and how they set the car up to get the best out of it for the track they're on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So really it's what we call a spec formula, Mm -hmm. where all cars are supplied By and controlled by the promoter and the scrutineering teams uh, that do a very good job of checking that the teams are in line. Uh, We don't take any unfair advantages, but you're correct. The team have marginal setup changes, Mm. and really it's about squeezing the performance, the maximum performance and gains that we can from the driver, from the mechanics, from the engineers, and and ultimately it's a package. And everything in that package needs to work correctly in order for us to come out with poles and podiums at the end of it. That's great,
0: which is what everybody's aiming for. And
1: We all are, yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Okay. All right, well, I hope it's a fantastic season for you and Rodan Carlin in Formula One Academy. Cheers, Paul, thank you.
2: Thank you. Hi, I'm Abby Pulling. I'm racing in the F1 Academy this year with Rodan Carlin, and I'll be supported by the Alpine Academy.
0: Abby, let's start with uh, a little bit about your early career and your route to where we are today here at F1 Academy.
2: Yeah so you know my early career I started racing at the age of eight but before, even before then I was at a racetrack from probably the age of two or three to be honest or okay, well, since wow. I can remember um, yeah. with, with my dad so he did long circuit endurance motorbike racing oh, so wow. okay. um, yeah. yeah that's that's how I'm kind of here today okay. because of him so. And started at go-karts or yeah, in go-karts? And yeah then go-karting into at cars. the age of eight got my own car went to do some Kind of lower level stuff, and then mm. got got a bit more serious of the as the years gone on, and um, yeah, progressed quite nicely.
0: Brilliant, that's great. Okay, and then tell me, who were your you know who were the who were the inspiration apart from your your dad? <laughs> but who else were your was it Danica Patrick, Catherine Leg? Some of the names of the female drivers out there today, or was it the Etten Centers of the world and people well, like that?
2: I obviously grew up watching two wheels. Right. So yes. watched okay. GP, so so yeah. I actually was a big Valentino Rossi fan. Okay. So uh, me and my dad well more so like maybe my dad would scream at the TV yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's just uh, someone that I've watched from since a very young age and you know still today I follow him and and see what he's doing. He's you know gone to do GTs now in the Bathurst and, yeah. and things like that DTM so yeah, I think his kind of morals and his view on motorsport is, is yeah. similar to me. Just make sure you're enjoying it. You know, yeah. he, he does, you know, he's done MotoGP, he's done Rallycross, he's done, done yeah. so many different things. And, and it's something that yeah, I'd like to do, you know, try my hand in every, a bit of everything. Okay. Um, you know, when I get to that point in my career where I can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, just make sure that I'm enjoying it. You know, the mm. last thing that my dad would always say to me in karting when you could get beside me on the grid (laughs) Um, was you know go out and have fun so that's yeah sticking with me
0: let's talk a little bit about f1 academy and then why is that important to you as as a female racer to have that option
2: I think it's huge I think you know females nowadays they have to see it to believe it and mm. and I never really had that when I was getting into carts at, at the age of eight you know like I say my my role model was a male it was it was yep. Valentina Rossi so yep. there wasn't much female representation and now mm. I think that is improving and it's such a positive place such a positive time to be yeah. in motorsport and um, yeah it's just constantly getting better and better and it's you know, the championship itself is helping with my development and mm. seat time and things like that. But it's also showing the younger people that, you know, if it's not me that breaks the barriers, it will be that 10-year-old watching, hopefully. Yeah.
0: No, that's brilliant. That's great. And then with Carlin, we've worked with Carlin for many, many years. But just talk to me about how they're helping with your development and your tutoring in the car.
2: Yeah, we're doing a lot um, kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's actually probably more at the factory and at the workshop than, than actually on track that we're doing um, a lot on the simulator. Was it yesterday? Maybe the day before. Yeah. Day before it was, um, you know, practicing for today. Although mm. the conditions are a bit a bit <laughs> sketchier than what we could simulate. Yeah, sure. Um, it was all productive and and just running through the season at this point. You know, I've almost done the the whole season yeah. race calendar before I've actually gone there. So. so you've
0: you've been on all the tracks on the simulator. Yeah, exactly, you turn exactly.
2: Up. And obviously, my my engineer Mark, he'll be there with me, and, and it's nice to to have that you know person that you can keep going to. And and I have him for the year basically <laughs> to to pick his brains.
0: Yeah, no that's great. Good stuff. And any I hear some people get a little bit of motion sickness in the simulator. You're all okay with that?
2: I've known a few people that have thrown up. Like <laughs> uh, I know uh, one of my friends from from the W series, she she um, threw up a few times, yeah. but no I've never had that problem. Okay. So I'm I'm quite okay with it.
0: Tell me what's the what's the end game is it to get all the way to Formula 1? Does something like sports cars or even Formula E, Extreme E, does, any, does all of that hold interest for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm interested in all different aspects of motorsport, as mm. I've, you know, said. And, you know, obviously, I think any young racing driver my age in, in a category like this would say that their aim is to be in Formula 1. And, yeah. you know, I'd say mine is, you yeah, know, pretty similar. I want to sure. get to Formula 1 or as close as I can. But, you know, my options are open, you know, yeah. I. Probably take an opportunity in something like Formula E. I've got quite a big interest in that. I, I follow it quite quite religiously nowadays, yeah. um, and it's it's a lot more complicated than people probably think. And yeah, other, other things like you know rallycross. I love rallycross. Mm. Uh, probably not two wheels. Wouldn't okay. Go that. Okay. Uh, even endurance racing. I think um, something that you know I really want to do in my career is drive uh, an LMP2 car mm-hmm. um, or a hypercar. Yeah. Uh, you know, around you know the place like Spa and one and things like yeah. that. So. Yeah. So anything really. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, well, that's great, isn't it? Having all your options open. Yeah, no, a thousand percent.
2: But yeah, at the moment it's the sole focus of single seaters and, yep. and an F1, but you know it leads to so many different avenues because you know you learn the fundamentals in in the F1 academy and in other formulas you, you learn the fundamentals that you need in any other category really.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, Abby. Well, listen. Wish you all the luck. You've certainly, I'm a big fan this season of following the F1 Academy, and have a great season.
2: Thank you very much. No problem.
0: Thanks to Abby and Kenny for showing us around Rodan Carlin's garage at Silverstone, and for giving us an insight into the exciting F1 Academy. Please rate, review and subscribe to our bi-weekly Third Angle episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow PTC on LinkedIn and Twitter for future episodes. This is an 1860 production for PTC. Executive producer is Jackie Cook. Sound design and editing by Oli Guiou. Recording by Will Chalk and music by Rowan Bishop.